and welcome into another edition of the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Nagy. I'm Jeff Joniak. 30-26 to to come from behind win over the Atlanta Falcons. The Bears 3-0 and for the first time since 2013. And they have a chance to go forward for the first time, Matt, since the Bears went to the Super Bowl in 2006 under Lovey Smith. So that's something to look forward to. Indianapolis Colts will break that down in our third segment today. Bill Lazor, the Bears offensive coordinator, checks in at the bottom of the hour. First of all, how do we encapsulize what is three victories like you guys have accomplished two on last place stops comebacks twice from 16 down uh we got to come up with a nickname for these guys uh cardiac kids was the browns back in the day with brian sipe i don't know if you remember him but uh, the comeback kids we got a lot of names we could throw around you got one cooking <laughs> i don't i know this so um we're it's it's been it's been a lot of fun um knowing that when we win these games we can go uh celebrating club dub. I mean, to, to win the games is what's been a lot of fun for us on the sideline. I wish we could have our fans there with us to, to be supportive of it and be a part of it, but they're all different, you know, in regards to, we don't really want to have a trend here, getting behind 16 points in the fourth quarter, but that's what's happened. And, and our guys have been able to fight back. It's the first time in history, by the way, you listen to this stat. I know you're not a big, big numbers guy, but down 16 to start the fourth, 145 times in franchise history team's record prior to this year was one and 144 <laughs> since 2010 Matt there have been 648 times the teams only have won six times the Bears have won it twice so how do you put that in perspective about this bunch yeah it's crazy to think about just because when you're you're uh you know the first time in Detroit when we we're down and you come back and it happened so quick and, and, you know, defense got turnovers, offense was scoring and making our kicks. And all of a sudden, before you know it, you have the lead and it's like, okay, let's not do that again. And then you have your second game against the giants and it comes down to the last play of the game and um, a tale of two halves. And then this, 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 uh, this past weekend, similar type deal, you know, here we are in the fourth quarter and all of a sudden the momentum starts to change a little bit and you can feel it. And by the time that we got that football, that punt, they punted the ball to us outside of two minutes. I think there was not one person on that sideline that knew that we were not going to go down there and, and, and win. We all knew that we were going to go down there and win this game. We just felt it. And there's a belief. There's a trust. There's something about this team, like I said yesterday, that's just a little bit special. And I don't know what it is, but it's, it's powerful. And I love being a part of it. And it's just a credit to all these players and coaches. All right, Matt, you uh, did have the conversation with Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles. Uh, the, the, the turn to Nick Foles now, uh, if you can explain your decision-making after meeting with your coaches, and then what the individual conversations were like, if you could share a little bit about that. Sure, yeah. Well, first of all, you know, what we ended up uh, doing and the decision that we're making is what we're doing is making it for the best of the team, you know, and I think that what's, what's – um, in this profession, you do have to have difficult discussions with players, and especially when you build these tight relationships with them. Fortunately for us, both of these guys, Nick and Mitch, are really good people, and they're both competitors. They both want to be the guy, but they also understand. You know, it was having discussions with them when you had to announce, when we had to announce the starter after training camp was, uh, was an important discussion for both of them. They both handled it really well. And now to have this again with them uh, moving forward here, They've uh, they've done the same thing, you know. Just talking to to Mitchell, um, he he uh, he he understands it. He doesn't like it. He's he's he wishes it was something different, but he's handled it as best as he can. And I think it definitely makes it a lot easier when you have somebody as supportive as Nick has been to him um, as when Nick was the backup. 
And I, I know that Mitch will handle this the right way and will be just as supportive to Nick as we move forward here. Again, with Nick, just I think the biggest thing for, for Nick and myself as a play caller is just knowing that um, we're going to learn what's best and how he works best, what he likes best. And, and it'll, it'll take a little bit of time. But I think yesterday was just a little snippet of, of how things can go. And it's just a, a healthy quarterback room right now. And, and I know Nick's excited to get going. When you make that change and, and you felt the juice immediately, you know, when you think about it, it was five touchdown throws. Mm-hmm. You know, one was taken away by the interception by Denard. That's a debatable one, obviously. The drop by Anthony Miller. So in six drives, five touchdown drives, which is what you've been preaching all along. This season has to be about touchdowns. And you look at how the league is forming at the moment, whether it be COVID-related and no offseason or the reality, teams are popping the scoreboard. Uh, is that move as much a part of this than anything? Yeah, I think you bring up a good point. You know, in six possessions to have five, five times that that ball ended up in the end zone um, with two of them being called touchdowns, and, and both of them being called back, there's something to that. And I think you could just feel that. And that's, you know, it's a credit to, to Nick and to these players of in that fourth quarter to be aggressive, to take shots. Uh, we had to. And I think that that's kind of the DNA of who he is and, and what we want to be about. And, and so that's a start. When uh, you look at Mitchell Trubisky and you did try to push the ball down the field and it's been a uh, continuing kind of issue for Mitch hitting those deep out routes and and some of those deep balls are just a little off uh is that something that he can work on and get in tune with and what are you telling him to about be ready because the fact of the matter is he has to be ready in a moment's notice here yeah for sure i think number one is in this situation when you're told you know that you're you're going to be the backup uh there's a lot of emotions that go through your head and and you know there's there's frustration there's disappointment but once you get through that, now you got to pick yourself back up and realize what we're all about and, and how we're going to do things. And, and you just said it, you're, you're literally one play away. And so you got to be mentally strong. You got to be mentally all there. And then if and when that time comes again for you, you know, take it by storm. So he'll be good. I know he'll handle it the right way, and I'm proud of how he's handled it so far. Foles has made 13 starts in the last five years, not including the Super Bowl run, and 48 in his career. We look at him as a veteran backup, but – what does he have that he's equipped to be a starter for the rest of this season? Well, the biggest thing, Jeff, is that he, the, the amount of uh, experience that he has, he's, he's really seen in all the years he's been in this league a bunch of different defenses. He's been in some different offenses. Uh, he now has enough time here uh, in Chicago to understand the timing of how, how these wide receivers run a route. He's, he's learned that. And I think his biggest strength is at the line of scrimmage. So he sees defenses really well. Uh, that's a strength of his. And so um, when you have that, you want to be able to use that. And he, you're able to play fast. And it's just with some of the big-time games he's had, he does it well. Here's the snap. Good rush. They throw as he's hit into the end zone. Touchdown. Middle of the end zone. A beautiful throw ball to Anthony Miller. And the Bears have the lead. A stirring performance by Nick Foles in the offense. Three fourth quarter touchdowns, including the game winner right there to Anthony Miller. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy. I'm Jeff Joniak. Does your Chicago Bears fandom go beyond the game? The NFL Fan of the Year contest aims to celebrate extraordinary fans who inspire others through football. Visit NFL.com slash fan of the year now. Let's talk about that play because I love X's and O's as much as anybody, and I really work hard to try to understand them. But when you 
are in a huddle and you tell a guy, hey, run to the L, I have a feeling they're going to bring extras and they bring the six and the blitz is coming from the rookie linebacker and he waits as long as he possibly can to hang in the pocket and Foles finds Anthony Miller at the L. That's like uh, go go down the street, hit the uh, the Oldsmobile, uh, the red one down the corner and then make an in-cut. Uh, as a coach and just a guy who's uh, a total gym rat like yourself, how fun is that to hear that? Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty cool. And then What's crazy, Jeff, is that that all that conversation went down and during that two minute warning, that TV timeout. So as as everybody's at a TV timeout, we're out on the huddle and, uh, you know, Nick is talking through with the guys as to what could happen. And we were able to get a little bit of a pre snap read as to what we thought they might do before the the two minute warning. And and so, uh, you know, there he is being able to tell these guys, hey, this is how I'm going to do it. This is the mechanics of how we're going to do it. And the, you know, a lot of times if you end up getting to a certain play at the line of scrimmage, sometimes the defenses can show you a look and then they can get out of it because they know you're, you're checking and you're making an audible. But if you do it discreetly and you do it quick, they can't get out of it. And that's essentially what happened. And so knowing that that was going to be the case, he then took it to the next level to tell Anthony, Hey, we're going to get him on this and then run to the L because it, I'm, I'm going to have to get rid of the ball quick if it's cover zero. And I'm going to throw it to a spot, and you run to that L, and you catch the ball. And that's what happened. And so when you see that, it's really special. So we should explain the ATL is how Atlanta refers to itself here in 2020 with new uniforms and whatnot, and it's an ATL in the end zone. But the, those landmarks, is it that simple sometimes to create those landmarks as opposed to all the crazy language in Chinese that you guys throw at these players in the huddle? <laughs> Yeah, you know what? It can get a little crazy when you're when you're looking um, at it from the film view, the all 22 or from you looking at it from our TV cut up versus when you're down on the field, you know. And so it's just really simple when when a quarterback or when Nick says, hey, run to the L, there's a spot, there's a landmark in the end zone that has an L there. Just run to that and the ball will be there. And that's what happened. And, you know, it's sometimes you can make the game a little easier, and, and that's what Nick did. Sometimes simple is better, but when you talk to Nick then afterwards about that play, what's he tell you? Because now you could have a good laugh about it, and you got the win. Well, yeah. I mean, it's always great when it's completed and when it's a game winner. You know, it's it's just it's a memory you always uh, keep. And, you know, just talking to Nick after the game, he's had a lot of big moments now in his career. He's had a lot of highs. And, uh, he, you know, he may mention to me that that's one of his favorite plays that he's been a part of. And so to, to hear that uh, in, in the first game with him as a Chicago Bear, you know, in, in a, to come back and win like that's pretty, pretty cool. So you do reap what you sow, good or bad, in this game. What is what you reap from that in terms of his teammates and now moving forward as you prepare for him as a starter for the first time with the Chicago Bears and getting starter snaps in practice? Sure. I, I think – Again, and, and all of this, too, is all these quarterbacks are a little bit different. And one of one of Nick's strengths that he has is, is um, you know, and he's been doing it his whole career, is being able to um, uh, maybe give a wide receiver a specific route within the play call. And because he, he does his one of his strengths is seeing defenses really well. And, and he knows where, where they're coming from and maybe a blitz coming from the field or it's coming from the boundary. He sees it. And he's not always right. But – what, what I think you saw yesterday in that fourth quarter was our wide receivers just knowing, okay, uh, be ready at any and all times. Uh, there could That ball could come to you when, when maybe in a normal situation it doesn't. And, and that's no slight against Mitch at all. There's a lot of quarterbacks that 
that aren't to that point that, that Nick is. And so I think some of our wide receivers and tight ends are realizing, hey, there might be a progression in the play where I'm number three and I'm getting the, I'm getting the ball. Seeing that cover two beater to Ted Ginn Jr., you said is your favorite play when you met the media earlier today. Why is that your favorite throw and play? When the protection's right and you know what to attack, when they're doing cover two like that, those pockets are open on that side of the field. Yeah, I just thought, Jeff, that that, that moment, that play, um, it, you know, you don't always get, usually there's nine or ten guys that do it do it 100% right within a play. And there's always one or two that are a little bit off. But that play there, man, they were – our guys were cooking. They, they, Everybody was doing their job. Everything was on time. And it's hard to stop when you're on time and in rhythm. It was just – everything about that play was good. And then to throw on top of it that it was fourth and six to keep the drive going, we had to have that. And and so I just I, – I, I love when a play comes together, when you visualize it, and then when you execute it. Uh, it's really it's really neat to see. Third and seven from the 26-yard line. Left hash, Ryan in the gun. Four of nine on third down. He is in trouble, and down he goes. They climb over the top and bring him down. Hakeem Hicks in on the sack. Three and a half, a half shy of the league lead right now as the Bears get ready to meet the Indianapolis Colts. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Nagy. I'm Jeff Joniak, and welcome. Brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears. Learn more at whipley.com. Bill Laser coming up at the bottom of the hour. Let's talk about the pressure because I can't wait to see, and maybe you've already totaled it up on how many pressures or hurries the, the, the front gave yesterday to Matt Ryan because at different points of the game, let's take the first drive of the game out of it and the opening drive of this third quarter out of it because I, I felt it really made him jumpy in there and feeling uncomfortable. Without a doubt. I think we had 17 pressures. Mm. Um, we, we ended up getting them into a 67.7 rating. We had some sacks, some hits. You felt that uh, at all times. And, and even, Jeff, that third quarter, uh, that first drive of the third quarter, we got off the field, and unfortunately we had a, a late hit, or not a late hit, but an unsportsmanlike conduct on on um, with 96, so with Akeem Hicks. And um, you really, really felt it all game, and, and you have to have that uh, really against any quarterback, but great quarterbacks like Matt Ryan, and it affected him. And, and at the end there to get that interception to finish it, but pressure in the quarterback is how you start. Let's talk about the run defense, though. Is that something that, does have your attention at the moment. Yeah, we, we want to get better there. I think that uh, uh, there was a couple third down runs that they hit on us yesterday um, and some longer ones. I think if you go back and you ask our, our guys, our coaches on a few of those plays, um, you know, we definitely need to be better there. If you, you, you get pressure on the quarterback, you stop the run, you make the team one-dimensional, you, you usually do pretty good. So we're going to keep focusing on that. I got a lot of faith in our guys up front. You don't have a, a guy like Tariq Cohen on the active roster at the moment. Uh, we lose him to ACL Terra. It's uh, awful, especially on a fair catch on a punt. Where do you go from here on that, and does that alter – how you may use your personnel moving forward, and, and is the punt return a, a wide-open uh, competition at the moment? Yeah, I, I would think it would be. I know Co- Coach Tabor will have some some guys back there that he wants to take a look at in, return, in regards to replacing Tariq. It's, it stinks to lose him because he's such a valuable piece to this team. Um, and we'll, we'll do everything possible to, to make sure he still feels that. Uh, he, he, he was in great spirits last night, which I, I love about the kid. Um, in regards to offensively with you know how we replace him, 
Uh, I have a lot of faith in our coaches that schematically we'll be able to find different ways to use different people. If that's somebody on this roster already or somebody different or uh, whatever that case may be, I, I do have a lot of faith in our guys. Plus, not to, you know, it gives David Montgomery, it gives Cordell Patterson, it gives, you know, Ryan Nall, Artavius Pierce. It gives these guys opportunities. That's a part of this. That's how you draft and develop. I boiled this down to three R's yesterday. Okay, the rescue. Nick was the rescue. Uh, that is something that is all ingrained in him. What is it about the wiring of this guy allows him to step into the fire and take control? It's probably a DNA thing, honestly, Jeff. I think it's something where for him, um, he's built that way. He's been in big time moments. Uh, you know, you, you talk about being in the Super Bowl and and the way that that game was played uh, and his calm that he had this the, the whole time. I, I felt it from him when we played the Eagles a few years ago in the playoff game. I sensed it because our defense was getting after him. And then he'll, he'll you know, he still talks about um, how difficult it was playing against our defense. And and so, but yesterday, Jeff, I, I also felt it in, uh, in the fourth quarter during TV timeouts. I'd look out at him before I call a play or after I call a play. There was just an extreme amount of calm from him, and the moment wasn't too big. And it doesn't mean that something good is going to happen. You don't know, but I think that's a strength of his to the point of he may come out and throw three touchdowns in one quarter, and you're never going to know if he threw three interceptions in one quarter. And that's just – not everybody has that, but he has it, and um, it, it probably – uh, affects his teammates more than they know and, and affects his, co- or, you know, his coaches too. Second one is redemption. It's Anthony Miller drop. Then they go to him and he makes the big one. He wants to be great. He said it in the post game show. So what about redemption? Yeah. That, that key word right there is trust. And, and with redemption with Anthony, you know, he, he, uh, he would tell you, he wished he could get that, that pass back two weeks ago in New York. Right. And yeah. But, but he's a fighter and he cares. He's passionate. And so, hey, he got a chance. He made the most of it. And uh, it doesn't surprise me one bit. And then relentlessness, because that is also found in your pass rush with a guy like Akeem Hicks and Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn. But this team in general, it's relentlessness. Yeah, I, I love that word. And that's a that's a word that just speaks in so many manners to different parts of the game. And you feel 52 Khalil Mack on every play coming around the edge, 94, you know, with Robert Quinn and uh, offensively, you, you can feel it. You felt it on the from the bench. You felt it on the field. Once we got to that fourth quarter, it was just like, OK, we're going to be relentless here with with the aggressive calls and with the aggressive decision making. And you felt it. So, you know, between rescuing, you know, redemption, relentless. Uh, I love all three of those are words. All right, quick look at the Colts. I, I have a lot of respect for Frank Reich as a as a head coach. Obviously, uh, you know Chris Ballard is a general manager, and so they're uh, they're doing good things there in Indianapolis. And so Frank's going to have those guys ready. They're playing really well right now. Uh, they're they're really balanced, and uh, I think we're going to have our hands full. Our guys will be up for the challenge. All right, good luck with your preparation as always this week, and we will talk to you later in the week. Thank you. You, you got it, Jeff. That's Bears head coach Matt Nagy coming up next. We'll talk to offensive coordinator Bill Lazor. Bowles looks right, throws right, touchdown. Jimmy Graham on Denard. Touchdown, Bears. 26-16 here on the fourth. Jimmy Graham with a second touchdown catch, and you know it, another red zone catch for a touchdown. The guy's been dominant. Continue on to the Bears Coaches Show with offensive coordinator Bill Lazor. During the 2020 season, the Chicago Bears are giving away $101,000 to a deserving nonprofit organization in the Chicagoland area. Visit chicagobears.com slash communityallpros for more information and how you can help out. Bill, thanks for joining us once again. Good evening. Congratulations. 
Thanks, Jeff. Happy to be here. Hey, let's talk Jimmy Graham before we talk quarterbacks. Uh, we know what he can do in the red zone, but it just continually happens. And nobody can stop this guy when you get the position that he gets and the size he gets and the matchups he gets. And now uh, three on the year already. There's got to be a little bit more to it than just the size, though. It's 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 his basketball background, you know, boxing guys out and whatnot. But you still got to run the route, still got to beat your guy. I think, number one, you're right. I think teams expect it to come, but uh, that's why there is a lot to it, and it's experience over time, and, and uh, it's time on task with our quarterbacks. You know, just maybe while the defense is is working a period in practice, the quarterbacks and Jimmy go down in, in the other end zone and get together and say, hey, what if I throw it here? If the defender's in this spot, this is a good place to put it. And it, it just it takes time, and, and uh, I'm, you know, you got to be proud of them the quarterbacks and, and Jimmy of with the short amount of time we've had to get here, you know, to be able to work that out. But it, it's, it, I know it, he makes it look easy. It's not easy. <laughs> and it's not easy when there's a guy on your back. And it's especially not easy when the, they pretty much know it's coming. Yeah, they're going to get physical with him when they do. So you got to fight through that too. Be strong at the catch point. All right. Tight ends, it seemed, uh, really were a focal point. Uh, was that a plan yesterday? Did you see matchups that you liked? And uh, will this be more what you see from the tight ends this year? Well, I think uh, sometimes you plan it going in. Sometimes it's how the game plays out. I think we've been using them quite a bit uh, in the run game and, and uh, you know, just the, the way it worked. Uh, they got targeted early and it was productive. And so sometimes that means you just kind of come back to it. But uh, there's only one ball to go around per play, Jeff. You know, so sometimes, sometimes why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Well, yeah. you know, we, Coach is calling what's, what's going to be successful in our mind, you know, every every single play. And uh, we certainly like those tight ends. And there hasn't been a game that we haven't come out, including this one, and said, gosh, we could do even more. You know, but again, there's, there's only one ball per play. So the page turns to Nick Foles. Talk about uh, what that means uh, to you as a staff and what you guys discussed as a staff to get to this point. I had great confidence that Nick would be prepared if his number was called because had a ch- we've had a chance to watch him for these uh, three weeks or so uh, since, since he was told he's going to be the backup and, and just how he prepared, how he takes mental reps, how he takes physical reps, doing everything he can to, to uh, put himself – in a game-like situation on the field of practice and on the practice field every day. I mean, he really works hard at doing that. And I think, I think that that just gives you confidence. I mean, uh, that, that he's going to be as prepared as you could possibly be. Obviously his track record of, of having success, success in this league helps, but uh, he, he's worked at it. He's proven to everyone, players and coaches both that, that uh, he'll be prepared when his time comes. And I think he was. I asked Matt earlier in the show just what uh, what kind of guy is able to just at a moment's notice step in like he does and I you know you call him the fireman you use the baseball analogy the guy who puts out the fire is the closer and he's been doing it his whole career how he's why is he wired this way I, I don't know the why Jeff I just I just I've seen it happen before in 2013 you know I uh, uh, saw it happen and he came in and had a, a great year led the league in passer rating that that season uh, seen it from afar at other places. I just think the guy uh, does a great job when he is not the starter of preparing 100%. He's a professional um, and he works at it. And, you know, maybe I'm old fashioned, but I just tend to think that that's, that's the formula. Throws left side, come back. Robinson the catch. Breaks a tackle 2015. 10, 5, touchdown, Bears. Allen Robinson goes the distance. 
Allen Robinson with a touchdown on a huge day, 13 targets, 10 catches, another 100-plus yard performance in his career. Bill Lazor, the offensive coordinator of the Bears, back on the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. One of my favorite plays in the game just because it kind of fit into the, the theme of the day, and that's, uh, again, or the theme of the season for that matter, the resilience of this team to keep fighting through. And he, he broke two tackles and had one thing on his mind, getting that ball in the end zone. Let's break that down a little bit. Well, I, I think uh, one of the things that showed up in this game I, I, was some run after catch, you know, and Allen had some of that, and obviously that play uh, was a big one. And, and, uh, you know, he, and Allen, you're talking about a guy that not only is he a worker, not only is he proven to be productive, but I, I think it's it's impressive to watch him every day, and whether it be in the meeting room or on the practice field. He wants to know the why. He wants to talk the details. He wants to make sure he and the quarterback are on the same page as far as what's expected. Um, you know, real, real uh, intellectual approach along with his physical approach to the game. And I, that, that's been real impressive for me. You know, you, you enjoy being around veteran players who, who are smart, who can work with you and getting things figured out and get on the same page. And, um, you know, I just, I just think in those situations, uh, we had a number of guys and, and A-Rob is probably the number one example. I mean, it, it was a, a clutch time, right? We needed it to come back and never blinked, just just operated and went out and did his thing. And so uh, it, give, it gives you great confidence that no matter what situation we're in, you know, Alan's going to be there for us. Mitch and, and Nick uh, really hit on those inside slants. The great, you know, yet took advantage of the leverage given by the defense. Uh, those are, are very productive chain-moving plays that if you do break a tackle, it becomes something more significant as well, right? And and he obviously is outstanding. That, and he did it. He did it from the slot. He did it out wide right. He did it out wide left. Yeah, I think the ability to move our receivers around is critical. You know, I think in this league, uh, anything you have a success on, you, you have to expect the next defense is going to work to take that away. And for, for Allen to be able to work inside, outside, uh, be the single receiver, be part of a three-receiver set, and, and uh, he's really able to do any of those things. And I think it, it showed up in this game. But uh, it makes us much harder to defend because A-Rob can do all that. When you break it down, uh, Nick had the ball in the end zone five times in six drives. The reverberation of that moving forward, do, do the receivers, the tight ends, the backs – does that change well, their mentality a little bit? You know, you'd have to talk to them whether something's different or not. I don't know. I, th- I think they come out with great confidence. I think as a team, we have great confidence right now. And this is this is a couple times, right, that, that we've had to do it. And we haven't really blanked. I mean, as a coach, right, I, I'm thinking about right now, how do I fix the negatives? You know, I'm, I'm thinking about coming out of this game and, and where we haven't scored. But the reality is in the fourth quarter, we have. And I think it speaks towards the conditioning of our team. It speaks towards the mental toughness. And it speaks toward the fact that we really don't flinch when we get in, in tough situations, which unfortunately we've been in a couple, but we've, we've pulled through. And I think we just keep proving to ourselves, yes, we can do this. And uh, you know, Nick was obviously the, the key part of that uh, in, this, in this game, getting them the ball. So no, I, I think we come out of it with more confidence than ever. I really do. I've seen some uh, analysts talking already about, okay, you, you decided that it would be to the strength of the offense and to Mitch to be more under center and have play action. And now that uh, Nick has played the majority of his snaps in a shotgun situation, that that play action is not as prevalent. And does it change the running game again? Well, first of all, I think Nick can do whatever. <laughs> I mean, he, he, Nick's been in a whole bunch of different offenses. Um, 
So I, I don't think there's any limitation with him. I think we go into every game trying to figure out what's the best way to attack this opponent and balance that with what are the best things that our players do. And, you know, from that we, we formulate a game plan. So, um, you know, it, it'll, it will all play out. And, and I don't think in, in the long NFL season, we know it's a very long season. I don't ever think it's just a one course set the – uh, uh, autopilot and let it go. You know, I mean, there's a constant evolution of what's the best thing right now to do. And it's because your personnel changes over time. Unfortunately, sometimes it's because of injury. Uh, it's because of the matchups you face that week. And it's because, especially in this season, you develop your offense as you go, right? We had so, we had no off season, no OTAs. We had so limited training camp. Some of it is going to have to grow as we go. And if we could predict exactly what our best plays would be, obviously that's all we recall, but sometimes it's a little trial and error and we didn't have preseason games of trial and error. We didn't have uh, all the normal amount of padded practices against the defense to, to let some of these things show up. So there'll, there'll be an evolution as we go, I think, this year more than ever. And the key for us, right, the challenge as players and coaches is to continue to get better. I just think in the way this, this preseason uh, and offseason was, it just puts a tremendous amount of uh, importance on the teams that will keep getting better. And, and we want to be one of those. Back on the Bears Coaches Show with Offensive Coordinator Bill Lazor. We'll hear from Matt Nagy from the top of the show in just a moment. And join Bears Care and Advocate Healthcare in raising funds for programs supporting Chicago area breast cancer patients and their families. Purchase your Real Bears Fans Wear Pink shirt at chicagobears.com slash pink. Bill, what is your best advice that you would give Mitch Trubisky right now as he prepares really for the first time in his career, other than when he started out as a rookie as a backup to Mike Lennon, came in in week five uh, to be a backup now in the National Football League at this stage of his career? Well, I, I think Mitch has a long uh, future ahead of him, and I think that perspective is, is critical. You know, it's just uh, at some point right in the future, you're going to look back and, and see what happened in this time. Who knows, we can't predict what, what's going to happen a week from now or a season from now, but he's going to look back and see this is just part of a long future. And, and I, I, I think guys who are smart, who work hard, and who want to be great, those guys typically over time are going to just keep getting better, and that's exactly what I expect uh, Mitch to do. He's just going to keep getting better, whether it's as a starter again at some point here somewhere or whether it's as the backup this week. But that's, that's the challenge for him is to see the, in the long term uh, he's going to have a great future ahead of him. And this week all he can do is get better. And it, it happens to be as a backup. So that's what you do. The, the guys who do have to take a step back to take two steps forward really study what the guy that's moved into his spot is doing, especially a veteran. And in this case, uh, Nick Foles, I'd imagine, just watching everything, learning from that aspect of it and say, okay, if he's doing this, I got to do this. Is that a fair representation of the next step in the process for him? Well, he'll, he'll, he'll figure that. He'll figure out over time what, what, the, what the specifics are. Uh, I, I've got great confidence because I know what his. I, I think I know over this time I've learned what his character is, and so he'll he'll work at it. He's a great teammate. Um, you know, it's it's some way somehow. Uh, it's we're we're, we're going to get better as a team, and I, I hope 
he gets better as a player, and I, I think he will. I believe that. Early in the process, but give us a little sneak peek before we let you go here in the next minute on the Indianapolis Colts. They have a defense Josh, don't that... Don't look at, Jeff, don't, don't look at their stats. You might not think we can make a first down. Yeah, they are. Defensively, they play fast uh, in the front. Um, you know, they've, they've taken the ball away quite a bit, and now we, we've given it away a little bit here recently, so that's something that we're going to have to have to uh, uh, make sure that we – you always obviously are concerned with that, but but knowing how they rank and they're, they're good against the run in the pass right now. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it looks like we're heading up to a, against a formidable foe right now. We've we've uh, faced them before. We know that they're very sound in how they're coached. They've got some, some, uh, some uh, impressive players. So it doesn't sound real promising, does it, Jack? No, you, you sound like Lou Holtz. Back in the day. <laughs> well, it's time to go to work. We'll, we'll make sure we're ready. We'll have, we'll have a great plan. Uh, but, no, they, they, they've been really impressive. For three, and yeah. I'm joking a little bit. But they, they've been really impressive for three games. And, uh, so that's the NFL. Absolutely. Week-to-week league, baby. And that's a wrap on tonight's Bears Coaches Show. I want to thank our producers, Jordan Treadup, Dan Barilli, Andy Gersher, and Lisa Fielding. And most of all, to you for listening. It's the Bears and the Colts pregame at 9, kickoff at noon with Tom and I right here on WBBM. With Bears head coach Matt Nagy, offensive coordinator Bill Lazor, I'm Jeff Joniak, wishing you a pleasant good evening. And this is News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM WBBM. Good night, everybody.